Tech Talk. Tech Talk with Jess Kelly. This is News Talk. Yeah, you're very welcome along to Tech Talk. This is Jess Kelly with you here on News Talk. Coming up over the next hour, we'll hear from CyberSafe Kids about their Cyberbreak initiative. And Mark Pollock will join me to discuss the work that is being done to find a cure for paralysis. As always, you can email the show techtalk at newstalk.com or you'll find me on Instagram at jesskellynt. Um, but I want to start this week by just being a little bit honest. Not that I'm not always honest, but um, as I came into work this morning, I was struggling to be jazz hands. Not that I'm often jazz hands, but you know what I mean? I just felt a little bit glum and I have felt that way all week. And I think a big part of it is because of what's going on in the news, both here at home and internationally. Uh I obviously work in a newsroom, right? So there's no escaping the news. And that's not a bad thing. I I love what I do and all that kind of stuff. That goes without saying, right? But pretty much every every evening this week when I got home, I did the usual thing of sitting on the couch, taking out my phone and going to the few different news outlet websites that I go to every day. And I found myself sighing. And that's never a good sign. Then I went on to social media, which is how I spend my free time. And within two scrolls, I had to lock my phone, put it down and just walk away from it. Um, Because, like as you've been hearing, or if unless you live under a rock, you know that there's a lot of very tough things going on in the world at the moment, internationally and again here in Ireland. Um. And it really struck me this week how much my phone can alter my mood. So when you do go onto a news outlet website and you see very upsetting headlines, uh, it can be quite difficult. When you go onto a social media platform and you're seeing footage from regions where there are horrific things happening, it can be very tough. And then you're also seeing people offering opinions and hot takes that don't actually add to the conversation or offer a solution. It's just pontificating and then getting really angry if anyone dares question it. Um, So I have completely altered my digital habits. I know we're going to talk to Alex about it in the context of kids in a second, but as an adult, I have altered my digital habits this week. I've walked away from my phone. I've put my phone in flight mode quite a bit I've turned off all push notifications for all news outlets and I've just managed when where and why I go looking for news updates Um, and I think I'd imagine I'm not the only one who feels like this so if you are don't worry it doesn't mean you're a bad person or you lack empathy or anything like that I think we just need to regulate what we consume in terms of our digital diets and uh, making sure that it's not impacting us beyond what's expected or what's reasonable. That doesn't mean we're entirely powerless. Obviously, there are things that we can do. There are, I suppose, organisations that we can make financial donations to. There are conversations we can have with our friends and family. There are things that we can, I suppose, are ways that we can contribute in a positive way. But I think a lot of what I have seen online 
has been, I don't want to say overwhelming, but it's just been a lot, I suppose, to process. And I don't know that we all have the same sort of freedom that we once had to digest things and reflect on things and decide and figure out how we feel about them. Um, But again, I just wanted to be up front. So if I'm not all jazz hands this week, not that I ever am, but you know what I mean. Um, That's why it's just been a lot to process. And if you're feeling the same way, I empathise sincerely and deeply with you. Uh, But yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, If you want to share some thoughts on how you are doing a bit of a digital detox or getting your digital habits under control, uh, you can email me techtalk at newstalk.com. And I suppose that leads in nicely to Alex Cooney of CyberSafe Kids, who is with me now. Alex, it's always great to talk to you. And we're chatting today because your Cyber Break initiative has literally just finished. So this is actually the fourth year that we're running this campaign. And really the thinking behind it is to encourage people to set that challenge down. Can you step away from your device and all the things on your device for 24 hours? Um, And really think about that healthy balance and whether or not we have it, you know, between our online and offline lives. We were doing it, the first time we did it was coming out of COVID. And I think we can all acknowledge we were online you know, an immense amount during that time. And, and you know, largely because we had to, you know, working from home, we were trying to kind of keep up with our relations and our friends and so on. So I think on the back of that, we were trying to encourage people to just take a step back. Yeah. And obviously, uh, you guys are CyberSafe Kids. We often talk about the impact of technology on young people, which is such an important aspect of life. And I know that parents will always get in touch with me and talk about navigating parenting in the digital age, which is not an easy feat for anybody. But as I mentioned there a second ago, I myself have found things a little bit much this week, Uh, just from a news point of view, getting push notifications, seeing stuff on social media. It's probably a good practice to get into uh, in terms of walking away from the phone and setting that example for your children to see that you're not constantly tied to the device, not only on tough news weeks, but all the time. Yeah, absolutely. And I agree. It's been a very intense week on the news front and it, it can be very difficult to to switch off, make it even more difficult to switch off. But I, I do think we need to think about our own practice as parents and carers and, and, and so on, because it is hugely influential in the lives of our children. You know, we often hear the sort of jokey comments about children or little young children picking up things and pretending it's a a phone or a tablet and tapping it and talking into it because they're mimicking their parents. You know, that's what they see their parents doing. Uh, And, you know, I talk to lots of adults about this as well. And I know that they struggle sometimes to take a step back and to switch off because at the end of the day, day, as we know, a lot of the apps and the, the things that we're using on our devices are designed to hold our attention for as long as possible. You know, this is the attention economy. Um, and there are techniques that they're using that that really do hold our attention and they and it's effective and it works. So we do want to shine a light on that as well. Yeah, and I think the the, the side of this that um concerns me a little bit, not just in the context of what I was talking about a second ago, but just day to day. Like when before I deleted TikTok from my phone, I could spend hours 
consuming content of varied nature. So you'd have the fun stuff, you'd have the pranksters, you'd have people dancing. But then you also have, you know, police footage from investigations and very upsetting incidences. You'd have amateur detectives trying to solve murders from their bedroom. And I think from a parent's point of view, it's a little bit scary because you can't necessarily police what appears in your child's algorithm. And so you don't know what they've consumed before they go to bed at night or when they wake up in the morning or when they're on the bus to school. And that's why talking things through and having the step away from the phone time is vital. Yeah, I, I think one really important question that we should ask ourselves and, and maybe uh, ask of one of one another is, you know, how do you feel when you put that phone down? So do you feel good? You know, Maybe it started out as fun when you started to scroll through some of the contents in your feed. But d- did you feel that way when you put the phone down 30 minutes later or an hour later? And I think if the answer is no uh, or not really, then, you know, maybe we need to question what we're doing online. And certainly in relation to children, I do think it's concerning the kind of content that's coming through their feeds. You know, I know we've heard it before around, you know, children being bombarded with with certain types of content, but it, it can be really challenging. You know, it's one thing if it's, you know, fluffy animals and, you know, cooking shows or football or whatever, but it, it's another thing if it's it's a different type of content, you know, Unfortunately, we know that there is a lot of adult type content out there and it's all too easy for children to access. And and certainly the algorithm is picking up. So even if a child has expressed a bit of interest in something that's maybe borderline, like, for example, healthy eating, you know, maybe following somebody who's who's specialised in diet type food, you know, that can very quickly become something a bit darker around eating disorders and staying thin, you know, thinspiration type content or self-harm, bullying. You know, children are sharing their experiences. We know from our bigger survey, which which I know we've talked about, that a lot of children are, are posting videos of themselves and sharing uh, personal aspects of their lives. And they're consuming a lot of c- content of this nature online as well. Um, we recently had a, a case with a with a, a young girl uh, whose feed, because she had been bullied herself, she had looked up some videos that that were around that topic and, and and young people sharing experiences of it. And then, as a consequence, her feed was being bombarded with really quite quite negative experiences that young people were having. And she was only thirteen. And it, I do think you have to question, you know, what is that? You know, what impact? is that having on her young mind, you know, potentially quite a young, vulnerable person. Yeah, and again, I know you're CyberSafe kids, so we're talking about young people. But again, I think we need to have this conversation about online life as a whole, because people's mood varies, people's circumstances vary. There's a whole host of factors that go on, you know, any given hour of the day. And I uh, we're talking to Mark Pollock later in the show. And I, I mentioned that I, I signed up for Run in the Dark. I've been running a bit recently. And as you just alluded to there, all of a sudden, all of the ads that are appearing on my feed, on my Instagram feed and elsewhere as well, are uh, related to diet, related to losing fat, related to looking better. And it's taken something that was I was doing just for Headspace and putting it on a different guise entirely. And I think that's what parents need to be eyes wide open about is that what your child goes on a platform looking for doesn't always correlate directly to what they end up looking at. 
Well, that's it. And I, and I think, you know, we've got to remember, and there's evidence to, to suggest this, for example, um, uh, Fra Francis Haugen's testimony, you know, uh, in, in relation to Instagram, you know, it, it can have a detrimental, some of this content can have a detrimental impact on men the mental health of young people. We saw that particularly with girls. And I think this, that the, the way the algorithm works and the way that it ups the ante. So, you know, as I was saying earlier, you know, you might've started out with an interest on, in a particular recipe that just happened to be healthy eating type, you know, but then that can very quickly over a, a short period of days, you know, turn into kind of a darker content. And it, so I, I do think it's really important that parents keep an eye on what they, their children are consuming, keeping an eye on, on you know, the, those devices, especially when they're younger. And I, I know we talked about this before, but, you know, simple measures that we can put in place at home would be trying to keep them out of bedrooms, for example, you know, because once a child is in a bedroom with a door shut, that parent or carer is really excluded from whatever's going on. You know, I hear so many stories of children going to bed with a phone under their pillow or within reach, you know, and it it's it does have an impact on things like sleep. Uh, you know, we as the parent cannot, you know, mediate if they do come across con content that's maybe disturbing them. I've, I've talked to children about things like horror content that they're seeing in their rooms at night when they're supposed to have the phone off and they don't want to tell the parent because they're not supposed to have been on the device, you know? So I think if we can try and keep them out of the bedrooms and maybe have kids, especially as we've talked about before, when they're younger in family spaces where you can more easily check in with them. Uh, I think, you know, those are simple measures that we, we can put in place that, that, you know, will encourage healthier, healthier relationship with our devices. Another part of this is of course the platforms themselves. Do you think, that the platforms and the tech companies have gone far enough in terms of helping people to switch off on a frequent basis and I suppose enabled them to do so in a straightforward manner? Um, no, would be the, the sort of straight, simple answer to that one. Uh, I know there there is a good example recently with TikTok putting on this time limit for 100 minutes. You know, if you've been more than 100 minutes on the app, then they'll send a little notification uh, and they actually went a step further. So originally when they introduced it, uh, you, you got the notification, but I don't think anything happened. Whereas now I think they you have to override it in order to continue to use the app. And it, it is a good way, it's a good measure of, um, you know, maybe getting us to reassess or stop or step away. Uh, it is helpful, but it's it's sort of a conundrum, isn't it? Because everything in that content is is designed to keep us wanting to watch. So they're sort of fighting against the system. And, you know, I haven't seen any research on this, so I'd love to to know how effective it is. It is actually in terms of children, you know, not trying to override ride it and continue and actually switching off. And obviously we do need, you know, parental involvement as well, keeping an eye on, on how long uh, their children are spending on a particular app. Because as you and I both know, there's lots of really great and positive things you can be doing online. But slightly disappointingly, according to our latest survey results, children are not spending much time doing those things, you know, the educational, creative, problem solving type stuff. It's it's the it's things like social media where they're spending their time. Now, boys would be more likely to game. And obviously, there are some really good games out there, too. Um, but it is it it is important to keep an eye on what not just how much time they're spending but what are they actually doing when they're online yeah and as we always say in our conversations you guys and I we're not anti-tech at all in fact I think getting kids to engage with technology is a good thing but 
there is more to technology than just uh, social media. And I suppose it's probably up to the parents and the schools and us, the adults, to make them aware of it and to show that there are fun things you can do, like you could build your own little website or you could code or you could do so many different things with the technology that's productive and expanding your brain rather than making you feel crap about yourself. Well, exactly. And I, and I, as absolutely, we're, we're not at all anti-technology, we're, we're pro-technology. But I think one of our major messages is just don't send a child's cut unprepared or ill-equipped into online spaces. We do need to be alongside them. You know, as parents, as carers, we want to support that in the education system. Uh, It is really important that children are equipped and supported along the way, especially when they're younger. You know, what we want to do is a bit like road safety, where you you teach them to ride a bike. It takes a period of years. You use all the safeguards available to you, the the helmets, the the trainer wheels. You go into parks and so on, and it takes time. But eventually, what you're working towards is getting that child out and independently be able to go out and cycle to school or out with their friends or whatever. And of course, you're not totally removing all risk, but you are doing your best to mitigate against risk and hoping that they will make good choices. And we need to have that same thinking, that same approach with with parenting our children online, that they do need to be prepared. And yeah, they're growing up in the digital age. Of course, there's huge opportunity for them to develop fantastic skills, to be really creative, to learn. Uh, And it's about focusing I think more on that uh, than some of this these less useful and unfortunately there's a lot of not very useful content on on social media. So we're at the end of the official cyber break but if parents or families or even if a young person listening to this in the back of a car or wherever they are want to suggest it for their family um, obviously you can do it at any stage what's the advice how do how do people go cold turkey for 24 hours? Yeah, I, I say uh, it, it sort of instills fear in the heart of, of listeners uh, at the, at the very idea of switching off. But actually, it's easier in, than you think. And the the bit that bit where you switch off is probably the hardest. The kind of uh, you know deciding yes, I'm actually going to do this. Once you've decided it, it's a lot easier. You could do it. You could go. You don't need to go full cold turkey. You could do it for sure. You could say right Friday evenings we're going to have device free time or or Saturday evenings or, or whatever. Or we're going to do this once a month just to remind ourselves that we can and that there's plenty of stuff we could be doing offline. So on our website, and it will still be live post cyber break, is, is lots of ideas to kind of inspire you as to how you can spend your time. We've got some recipe ideas from Lily Higgins. We've got lots of fun activity ideas. We've got some uh, content from the family psychotherapist, Richard Hogan. So there's lots to inspire you. And really what this campaign is all about is just trying to encourage people to, to think about that healthy practice, that healthy balance. Um, and, you know, we all know it's it's difficult to switch off. And so it's, it's, it's a little bit of a challenge back to ourselves to, to give it a go. Alex Cooney of CyberSafe Kids, as always, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much. Thank you.